my next guest, I'm just telling y'all this, read his resume five times, and I'm tired because this brother does a lot. My next guest is an NBA superstar, entrepreneur, philanthropist, inspirational motivator, notable brand ambassador for State Farm. In 2005, Chris and his family established the CP3 Foundation, a philanthropic partnership with the Winston-Salem Foundation in honor of his late grandfather. The foundation's effort are truly a family affair, and with its 10th anniversary, the foundation officially changed its name to the Chris Paul Family Foundation to include the involvement of Chris's wife, parents, brother, sister-in-law, and extended family members. He is a man that I am a fan of because of what he stands in life, because he stands up for himself and the people around him and his community. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Chris Paul. What's going on? Chris, I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, okay? And so I'm, Is that right? Yes, sir. I'm based in Atlanta, but I'm originally from Houston, Texas. And the thing that impressed me, I was always impressed with you before you got traded to Houston. Let's go and be real about this, okay? If you're, if you're a guy who knows sports and understands sports, and know your history as a, as a man, as an individual, as a leader, you impress. But as soon as you got to Houston, you got involved in the community. Explain, explain that drive. As soon as, so, so, so as he gets there, I'm on TV, he's passing that food. What drives that direction in your life so strongly? I think for me, it's always been my support system and my family. You know, growing up in, in North Carolina, you know, everything was always about, like, helping others and understanding that you don't get anywhere on your own. And the day I got traded, you know, to, to Houston, mm-hmm. I became a, a Houstonian. Right. You know, so <laughs> with, with, the hur- with the hurricane happening, mm-hmm. um, that, that was tough, you know, to see, you know, now part of my extended family enduring what they were having to go through. Uh, I wanted to do as much as I could and do my part and help as much as possible. And just not even the fact that I, you know, got traded to Houston, just, just because, you know, we all are people. You know, right. it's a big family, so. Right. You know, and that's really important because, you know, it's like, because I know that, you, like you said, you're in Houston now, but you're still helping people in other areas. That's what we're on the call today to talk about, how you just feel a need to shape a better life for people you don't know. And that's an important value system for you, correct? Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I've always looked at basketball as, you know, a tool. Like, I love the game more than anybody, but I always say, you know, basketball is what I do. It's not who I am. Right. You know, if I'm remembered, uh, if I'm if I'm remembered, you know, when I leave this earth as just this amazing basketball player, then I feel like, you know, my life was a failure. You know, there's so many people who have helped me get to where I am today that, you know, it's, it's paying it forward and just trying to teach and educate, especially the youth, uh, not only my own kids, especially them, but everyone. Just try to teach them because I'm 34 and I'm still learning. I tell people that. That's a, you know, so we're on the same page. I tell people I wake up ignorant every morning. That way I'm right. willing to accept information that's being delivered to me. Because if you wake up thinking right. you know it all, then guess what? You're going to miss some valuable information, some valuable advice. And that's also a humble side of you that that I feel, you know, that that, that, that rings out. For you, because naturally, as an athlete, and you're such a gifted athlete. There's a necessary feeling that you know you are in, in some ways immortal. You know, you're invincible because that craft you're so good at it. But in the business right. world, when you go into the business world and the charitable world, it's filled with so many flaws. Because you know, 
You get on the court, you see the length of a basketball court, you know that rim's 10 feet, you know where that free throw line is going to be this far. But when you get in the business world, those dynamics disappear. That's when it also gets really interesting and challenging, correct? Yeah, it it gets very interesting because what happens also is a lot of times people see you uh, on television or they see you on that court and they think that's all you know. You know, they think all you know is how to put a ball in a basket. Right. (laughs) And um, that's that's not the case. Not only myself, uh, there's a lot of intelligent uh, athletes out there. And I think that's why, you know, we have to continue to learn. And it's funny, you know, sometimes when you do get in the business world and people shake your hand, they make a comment, and they're like, oh, you know about this. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we we only play the games from 730 (laughs) to 9.30. (laughs) <laughs> That's so true. No. It's really interesting because, uh, and I and I, I totally agree with you that because uh, when I was managing Steve Harvey, and whenever we was doing deals, you know, it was so much energy put in his direction because he was the star. Steve Harvey, I, right. I was just doing a deal, and I, and I, and I, I will tell you because of my who I was, an African American, a lot of a lot of shade was thrown my way, like I didn't know what I was doing, like I was his running buddy, like I was his boy, and I will always right. tell him, "You gonna talk to me later." I would just tell them, are you going to talk to me later? And because because people will disrespect you by, you know, stereotyping you. And that's what you're saying as an athlete. I was being stereotyped because guess what? And LeBron runs through that same problem with his boys because they call them crew. They disrespect the fact that you can be of a certain color, a certain, uh, a certain, a certain gender and feel that you can't compete mentally in this corporate game, this game of, closing deals and that's what you're playing in every day because i look at all these brands and partnerships that you're tied to it's amazing that you're so well-rounded chris try to at least and you know over the years uh, i've had some unbelievable mentors who i paid attention to and like and like you just said there um it's never never having too much information yes you know always wanting to learn um and, and that's what it is. I mean, I talk about it a lot of times as a professional athlete. Uh, I got drafted into the NBA when I was 19, mm-hmm. 19, about turned 20 years old. Yes, sir. And you're young. You don't know about financial literacy. You don't know about a lot. Right. And so uh, if, you, if you don't try to seek some of that knowledge, you know, your career can go by, and now you're just sitting there like, what do I do now? You know, it's interesting now. Here's, we got to go back to the the brand that I feel that is equally as made you equally as possible popular as your basketball career. That's State Farm. You right. are a brand ambassador. I'm pretty sure people know you for State Farm and may not know even play basketball. Correct? You're probably right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's but that carries a certain amount of uh, responsibility when you when you're that associated with the brand because. Over the years, I've seen many athletes come and go, participate in these commercials with you, or are brought in as part of the brand layer outside of that realm and keeping it in that basketball format. When you when you when you come on that, the biggest thing that I've heard because I have a lot of good friends who are in the business world, the CMOs at State Farm, have always said this about you, Chris. When he comes around, he understands who he is and how to respect people that are tied to the brand and, and uh, associated with as potential customers. You under you got it. You didn't just take the money and say, I ain't got time for that. You understood that there's a certain um, value and responsibility that comes when somebody tells you you are the face of a brand. And that's what you are with State Farm, correct? Uh, absolutely. And you, you know what I think happens 
uh, Rashawn, to tell you what happened was there was a shift at some point in uh, in athletes in that right. once upon a time there were just endorsement deals, and they still happen. There are still endorsement deals that happen. But what shifted for me and my brand is that I tried to make sure that any and everything that I did were partnerships. Right, right. And to, and to some people, they may hear that and be like, oh, that's the same thing. It, it's not the same thing. No. And that endorsement is just here, say you like this. But for me, uh, my business now, partnerships and things that I believe in. And what we did with State Farm, which I'm always so grateful uh, for the relationship that we have with them, is that obviously people see the commercials. And it's funny and you laugh and everyone talks about the neighborhood of good. Mm-hmm. But what we did was... <laughs> What we did is our assist tracking, it wasn't just about assist on the court. You know, we've opened up maybe 12 to 15 learning centers all around the corner. So with Mm -hmm. that, I mean around the country, Mm -hmm. which are, you know, our partnership with State Farm is bigger than just the commercial spots. It's off the court, what we're doing in the communities and and trying to uh, give back. You know, let's talk about some of these partnerships a little bit here. You know, Jordan Brand, you have State Farm Insurance. You have Spalding, Beyond Meat, Turner Impact Capital, Muzak, Watermelon Water, and Uncharted Power. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left in this break, and I will tell you the next break we'll devote to the entire September 25th uh, event. But I want to talk about Watermelon Water, which is just watermelon and water and lemon, correct? How did you get involved with that partnership, Watermelon Water? Yeah, I got involved with it because uh, I did some research because, no offense to some of the other other brands that contain so much sugar in it as far as, like, sports drinks. But I found out that uh, this company, Watermelon Water, uh, they use 800 million pounds of uh, ugly watermelon. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> when you go to the grocery store, right. people don't realize you, you're just seeing the nice-looking watermelon. Right, right, so right. The, so, the, so the ugly watermelon that don't make it to the shelf, <laughs> uh-huh. that's what we make our product in. Um, it contains potassium, and it's, it's, it's a lot healthier for you, and I, and I like it, and I enjoy being part of the company. Well, it's, it's amazing that uh, watermelon contains 20, 92% water. So basically when you're right. eating watermelon, you're basically almost drinking. And I know when I'm, whenever I'm trying to get to a, a curve in my diet, I always uh, consume a lot of watermelon. It's really good for my diet. Uh, coming up in our next break, Chris, we're going to talk about uh, the, the event that you have coming up on September 25th at the Alumni Foundation Center. Um, it's a study that you guys did with 250 North Carolina A&T students about the business of entertainment, media, and sports. And we'll be right back with more of the amazing entrepreneur, motivational speaker, philanthropist, Chris Paul. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and I'm speaking to what I like to call the modern athlete, the athlete because especially with social media, because social media, I call uh, your press conference. You can call your own press conference. You don't say that anymore because people have social media. They can deliver the messages right from their mobile phone. They have an issue. They have something they want to promote. They don't have to call and tell the world, gather in a room. They can just do it from their home, do it from their phone, do it from their plane, do it from their car. That's what social media has done. And the modern day athletes, especially the ones who understand what their voice can mean to today's society, today's youth, today's adults, and people who are who need to have information, need to be motivated, are using it the right way. 
My next guest, as we continue this conversation, again, is NBA superstar, entrepreneur, philanthropist, inspirational motivator, and notable brand ambassador for State Farm. That's Chris Paul. Now, Chris, uh, when they were sending the talking points over to me, it was saying that a Harvard business professor and you were partnering up with the North Carolina A&T College of Business and Economics to present case studies to 250 North Carolina A&T students about the business of entertainment, media, and sports. That's coming up on Wednesday, September 25th. Tell us how that relationship started before we get into the actual event. Man, I'm, I'm so excited about this event. And the way it started was um, Dr. Elvers, who's a... Um, a professor at Harvard, she does a course every summer, right, which a lot of people have had an opportunity to attend, and it's a great course on sports, business, and entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to attend and was like, man, this is this is really nice. And uh, I'm sure a lot of times people are always wondering why I'm so passionate about HBCUs. Right. Right. Being that I uh, attended Wake Forest University. Right. <laughs> so everyone in my family... <laughs> I think probably except for me, went to HBCU. Right. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, I went to an HBCU. <laughs> Love it. Just, just because growing up, I was always at Winston-Salem State. Uh, two of my little cousins just graduated from North Carolina A&T. My brother went to Hampton his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And um, I really just got passionate about uh, trying to do my research and figure out why, you know, some courses aren't offered at HBCUs that are other schools, and when this opportunity presented itself, we were like, "Let's let's do it." I mean, it was amazing because uh, right now, this week, uh, Stephen A. Smith and I are working on uh, really galvanizing the voice and the awareness of the academic arena called HBCU University and College. This week, uh, I went to ESPN, sat down with them and Stephen A. Smith, and we're going to Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, this Friday, mm-hmm. and we're doing what we call HBCU Week College Fair. It's something that was going on for two years, and we want to be the ambassador of the brand and give a national voice. And that's what you're doing right here. But, you know, if you look at ESPN right now, you see nothing but promos. Prior to the actual broadcast, Chris, we're doing the HBCU experience, Battle of the Bands, Drum Lines, Step Show, Q Stepping, Delta Stepping. So everybody who attends yeah. can see what that experience is all about. Going to have grad chapters, undergrad chapters. Then during the broadcast, we're going to have guests on there talking about the HBCU experience. Magic Johnson is going to be there talking about his entrepreneurship side. Uh, Troy Vincent is going to be there talking about the NFL and their HBCU initiative in sports management. And that's what I was so excited about this interview because it felt so timely to what I'm doing with Stephen A. Smith. Because yeah, the ro- so, so Stephen A. actually attended Winston-Salem State. Absolutely. And he was there with uh, Clarence Big House Games, who uh, used to come watch me play when I was in high school. And um, it's, it's so exciting. It's something we've been working on now for about two years, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to take it to, take it to A&T to, uh, to show the students. You know, we work with the, the dean and everyone there at the school. And uh, we got 250 kids because we want to gauge the interest, you know, so gauge the interest. So we got two case studies that we're going to do uh, with the kids at school just to get their engagement and teach them a little bit about uh, sports and entertainment. And we hope that this continues to grow. And if there's the right uh, reaction and people are interested, we hope to expand this to other HBCUs. Well, the, th- the key is it will grow because of the fact that the thing I, like, I love about the fact that you're involved because you have relationships 
and you understand the value relationship. And that's the number one lesson that everybody has to understand, that if you want longevity, it's tied to who you know and who is willing to follow your path to success. And so when I look at the seminars that you're putting together now, I'm, I'm hoping I'm reading everything right. You have, you have four students with a chaperone they are brought in, and, um, and you have coming from different areas of the Winston-Salem, New Orleans, Houston, Los Angeles, and the, the Brotherhood Crusade, which I know out of Los Angeles, and the college track out of Los Angeles. Am I reading that they're not all from the, the, the University of North Carolina A&T, but they're from different parts of the country, too? So that's a program that I have called Club 61. Okay, okay, okay. So that's, that's different from this initiative. So okay. Club 61 is a, is a thing that I, I started. So my, my late grandfather was murdered my senior year in high school um, by five teenagers. And my grandfather was 61 years old when he passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. And my first, my first high school game, which was the day after his funeral, I scored 61 points. One point for every day to... Uh, right. every year that my grandfather was alive. Right. And so that's the meaning behind my Club 61. But what I do with Club, Club 61 is I bring four to five kids from all of the NBA cities that I played with, played in, including my hometown of Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. And I brought them together for about three or four days, and we had some amazing speakers. We had Angela Rye talk to them about um, social justice and we, we uh, took them over to Goldman Sachs to talk to them about financial financial literacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And we just literally took three, four days to, to teach and learn. Mm-hmm. See, we're just talking about you, and we're just talking about Rashawn McDonald. But to accomplish these tasks that you're – you have a team. Let's talk about the team that surrounds Chris Paul. Man, listen, my, my team is unbelievable and unmatched. <laughs> and Let's give him some applause. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> If, if if you if you show me if you show me somebody uh, that doesn't have an amazing team around them, then they're lying. And I'll tell you first and foremost that it's it's not me. Like I'm glad that I can be the voice or whatnot, but my team, uh, which consists of a number a number of people, but I mean I have, definitely have to start with my wife, right. who is everything. I've been with my wife since I was 18 years old. Congratulations! You know, and she she is. Absolutely, the point guard of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I just play it for my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, then I got my my parents. I'm so blessed and fortunate to have a mom and dad. Uh, my older brother, who's my business manager, also have a woman named Carmen Wilson, who is unbelievable, unbelievable. And it, it goes on and on. We're really a, a family when it when it comes to our operation. And that's really important because family, I, I, I look back in my life. I tell people when I opened my comedy club in 92, it was my family who worked the door. It was my family who set people down. I wouldn't be here without my family. So I understand the value of your conversation because it's that support system. It can be family, it can be friends, but you got to have that support system. And I want to apologize right quick, Chris. I jumped to Club 61. Really, I want to get back over to where we really, really originally brought you onto the phone to talk about the, the business, entertainment, media, and sports event that's happening September 25th at the Alumni Foundation Center. Please tell us in more detail exactly uh, is it, is it, what the agenda is going to be. I know we have 250 North Carolina a students. Talk a little bit more about that. So uh, the students, they're going to participate in a, a class, right? And yes, sir. They'll discuss case studies. So that's what we did when I went to the class at, at Harvard. So we'll have case studies, and it's cool because – uh, one of the case studies is on D-Wade, who's right. like my brother, one of my 
really close friends, and we'll get a chance to uh, go over some of his business things that he's had over the years and decisions that he had to make. And same thing we'll do for the Walt Disney Studios, which is a huge company, right? major company. Um, and we'll get to have discussion. And I think the, nice, the best thing about the class is that it provides brainstorming. And then you also get a chance to get some real information that a lot of times people don't know. Right. And that's why I'm so excited to be a part of it also because, you know, I've been blessed, like I said, to be in some of these rooms and some of these decisions and how they've been made. So to talk to the students and let them ask questions and, you know, basically get behind the curtain on a lot of, a lot of major deals. You know, it really, when you talk about the, the Walt Disney brand, and I, this is what he's really saying. When you, okay, let's look, look at the Walt Disney brand. Let's break that down. Uh, ESPN. Hulu, Fox, okay, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, all of the uh, parks. So when you just grab Disney alone, you got the whole gamut. Right now, worldwide, they got the six highest grossing movies in the world is Walt Disney owned. Correct. ABC. Don't want to forget a free farm. So when you're talking about Disney alone, it just it will just shock these young people to know that how far it's brand that you associated Rashad, with. You might say, Rashad, huh? Pixar, Marvel. Oh, he's he gonna he gonna check me now. He gonna he gonna he, he, he gonna check me like, like, oh, like no, like, I'm just saying. You're, I, you're I'm, I'm, I'm just messing right, with you, Chris. I'm just messing, Chris. I'm just messing with you because you're right. It's, it's, it's so much Pixar, Marvel, which had Black Panther, absolutely, absolutely. Black Panther, yeah, yeah. So all all of these different types of things. First of all, I want to let you know. Thank you for coming on my show. I want to let you know, please, um, anything you promote. I'm a fan. I'm I, based in Houston. I'm a, I still got a home in Houston. I live in Atlanta. I've been in New York. I'm doing a lot of things. I am a fan. I went to the University of Houston. I also did not go to an HBCU school, but I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was an endowment at my University of Houston. But I am going to be a major player as far as a voice for HBCU schools. So, no one ever you need to come our way, Stephen A. Smith way. Rashawn McDonald way, Ricky Smiley way, we will be there for you, brother, because HBCUs and, and, need and, and that same voice. Same here, I promise. What'd you say there? I said, and same here. Thank you, my brother. And you be, and thank you for getting on this call, and I appreciate you, man. And keep your family high, man, because guess what? They're the reason you're strong, okay? <laughs>